0: Freaking
1: first cut. Golly. Welcome to the first cut podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman. And this is your DFS preview for this week's Honda classic. We'll break down the golf course, the board, everything in between. Joining me to do just that. Sia Najad is here. Sia.
0: Hello, sir. I understand this is a tournament that people don't like as much. Can we play DFS? Can we bet on it? I like it as much.
1: I'm under the impression that fantasy points will be awarded this week. I'm under the impression there will be an optimal lineup. Uh, So I will treat this event as such. Greg Ducharme is here. Greg, good to see you.
2: Good to see you too, boys. I will treat it as such as well. uh, And I'm fired up to do so. I think these are kind of these fields these um, these PGA Tour events that are not designated have become very fun, especially for DFS. Um, and, and I think there's a lot of guys in here who have some upside and uh, are trending in the right direction. And I, I feel like it gives us a little bit of variety to get some of our you know, fantasy heroes in into the game here. So I'm I'm really looking forward to it.
1: Yes, yeah. The the guys we always play in like the low sevens, there might be a little bit more expensive, but the the, the field strength mm-hmm. while everything um you know, it'll, it'll look a little bit different. It'll feel a little bit different, but like, this is a week where I like to use the weighted strokes gains. You know, you're mm-hmm. getting, you're getting a, an influx of the young guys who play a lot in the corn fair. You're getting an in, influx of guys whose uh, schedules might primarily consist of DP
0: world tour action. I, these are weeks that we, we roll out the weighted strokes gains and we, we rock and roll. And that's actually what I did to start my research. I mean, I, you know, I, I rolled out Rick run good and I literally clicked on weighted because that's what I wanted to see. And a lot of my analysis, you're actually going to hear me reference weighted T to green, weighted approach and things of that nature, because I think it's important, especially in a field like this. I think it's important in general, but especially in a field like this.
1: Yeah. So if you hear us uh, mention the weighted strokes gained, it, it's weighted for strength of field and a variety of other factors. So it's more impressive if you gain two strokes at the U S open than you do. Gaining two strokes, the Bermuda championship, obviously that makes sense in our brains. We just have a mathematical calculation for that to all come to fruition. Uh, Greg, let's talk about this golf course. And it's kind of a shame uh, for people who only want to tune in on on the weekend because, um, you know, this is a very challenging golf course that they're not going to get one of these elevated field events. And this is going to be the last year for Honda as a sponsor. So we'll see kind of what the future of this golf course and this event holds. But this is a challenging one.
2: It's extremely challenging. I mean, you look at some of the past winner scores and if you get to double digits under par, uh, you're going to win this thing um, pretty much every year. I mean, the last five years you've had Sepp one won at 10 under Matt Jones won by five at 12 under. Um you had Sung J M at six under, Keith Mitchell at nine under, Justin Thomas at eight under. Um, this is very challenging. And it's challenging for a couple of reasons. You get the two scariest elements um for a PGA tour player. It's wind and water. And there are big numbers out there all over the place. Uh and and there's not a lot of comfortable shots. There's not a lot of easy shots. You got Bermuda greens that roll very fast. There's not a ton of break to them, um, which I think is a big contrast between the Florida swing in general and and the West Coast swing where. The West Coast swing tend to get a lot more uh, short game relevance like Max Holman hit 50% of his greens last week. Um, You're going to have to ball strike a little better when you get to the Florida swing in general not just here, Um, but this is kind of the, the primary example of that
1: wind and water water specifically see a lurking off a lot of these tees. You'll see this is not very driver heavy. You'll see guys hit three wood or five wood or three iron just just something to not only get them into position, but try to remove as much of those penalties as possible.
0: Yeah, which is why, you know, with these difficult scoring conditions, you you might want to put that filter onto your model if you're building one, but you also want to look at bogey avoid and things of that nature. But as far as the driving is concerned, I'll, I'll probably look at either total driving or just ball striking I might really simplify it look at ball striking and maybe have a separate filter for approach uh, and and look at some proximities like those mid to long irons as well so yeah uh Greens and regulation though what Greg just brought up I think that's really important as well so I'm definitely going to be looking at that
2: um one one thing too that I found interesting to that point in the last five winners four of them uh actually Sepp Straka last year broke a streak. Before Sep won last year, the there were four winners in a row who led the field in Strokes gained T to green. Um, Matt Jones, Sung J M, Keith Mitchell, Justin Thomas were all first for the week in Strokes gained T to green. Sep broke the streak, was fourth. Um
1: don't tell me Shane Lowry was first.
2: Uh oh, I could look into that, but I don't know for sure. Okay look into that. I'll find that.
1: Okay, because if you remember, this is the event where uh, strokes gain melting came into play, and it rained on Shane Lowry on the seventh. I think it was the seventeenth hole, and he just absolutely just melted, and it was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. It cost him.
0: Well, well, hold on. Bizarre. It was bizarre. It it was pouring though. I mean, in his defense, it was pouring. But it started when
1: he got on the tee. It was crazy. In his defense, he sprinted. Sorry. In his defense, it was pouring. Yes, it sucked. It was very unlucky. It was horrible, Not in his defense. He completely abandoned his routine, sprinted out from under the umbrella, hit the shot as quickly as possible, and sprinted back underneath of it.
2: it you're right. He did not handle it well. There's no doubt about that. But that was i I, I can't think of a worse break. Uh, on the PGA Tour from external circumstances. It was, I bad. mean, it, it was, it was really one of a kind. I, I I don't think I've ever seen a break in the weather that bad at a moment that was so. The difference between what Sep Straka could do off the tee in the group in front of him and what his group could do off the tee right. was so different. It was, it was crazy.
1: What was the event where it poured for six minutes? They actually paused action but they but Morikawa had to like chip greenside while it was pouring but Cantley got to wait four more minutes until the rain stopped what event was that
2: oh uh, i vaguely I feel like it was in Texas. remember
1: i don't remember i I'd, I'd have to go look it up but there was like a weird a weird i don't think it ended up like uh super impacting the results because I feel like I would have remembered it more, but the 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 18th tee pouring situation for Shane Lowry was was tough.
2: I feel like it might have been was it at Riviera? Was that at No, wasn't it? That would be it would be very strange. I know it's uh, very uncommon, but I, anyway, um update. Shane Lowry was second in the field, strokes gained T to Green. Adam Spenson was first, but I wonder Rick and I can't look this up. I wonder if he was first before that because he for
1: seventy-one holes. <laughs> yeah,
2: yes. in, in strokes gained Tita to green, it was uh, it was two point nine five for Spenson and two point five six two six for Lowry. So, and Lowry hit a horrible tee shot and a horrible approach. He could have lost nearly half. He could have lost a half a shot. I'll I'll, I'll
1: have to go pull the, uh, when I get some time this afternoon, I'll go pull the, like the the hole by hole stuff and we'll see. Um, Or the shot by shot stuff. Okay. So um, we're going to jump into the. Cheat sheet. We'll go through this player pool. Before we do that, quick reminder, I try to do this at the top of the show. I always forget. Uh, The fans who have now taken over second place in the one and done. Congratulations. You had Max Homa last week. Uh, Your link to vote is now live. The link is in the description. Go get your vote in for this week. Should be fairly straightforward. There's probably not a lot of guys you're saving in this field, so you can basically have anybody you want. I imagine Sung J.M. is probably going to be pretty popular, but uh, you can basically have anybody that you want for this week. The link is in the description. Get your vote in. The deadline is Tuesday, 5 p.m. Eastern time. We're going to have a live mega preview pod. We will reveal your selection then. Okay. Gents, we're going to jump into the cheat sheet, but first we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners.
3: Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step? The reason? Building a business is tough. Taylor Brands is simplifying the business journey. From launching and managing to growing your business, Taylor Brands isn't just another tool. It's your online business partner from launch to success. With Taylor Brands, building your dream business becomes an effortless experience, their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, ensuring you have everything you need in one place—from LLC formation to bookkeeping, invoicing to acquiring licenses and permits, and even setting up your bank account. Taylor Brands handles it all seamlessly, and our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link: Taylorbrands.com/slash/cbsports. That's T-A-I-L-O-R B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash CBS Sports. So start your business journey today with Taylor brands.
1: And we're back. Here is the cheat sheet. And there are only two golfers over $10,000 this week. So we can just talk about both of them. Shane Lowry, ten four, Sung JM 107. That's it. See ya. Uh, let's assume you can only pick one of them.
0: Well, if you wanted to pick both, I just want everybody to know it leaves you with 7,225. Wow, that's actually pretty good. It's doable, especially if there's, you know, because there's a lot of low 7K guys that we'll get to. And there's actually a couple 6K guys that I think are viable, particularly in this field. So anyway, if you wanted to do that, I don't think it's a terrible strategy because I think – balanced builds well. What people are going to do is take one of these two guys. Probably take a nine k guy. And there's a lot of guys that are really appetizing in the seven k range. So I think that's how you're going to see some of the lineups uh, shake out. With all that, oh, in the eight k range too, of course. With all that said, if I had to choose between the two, it would be Sung J M. But it's actually really hard to choose between the two. The only the only thing about Lowry is that last week was sort of the first that we saw the old Shane Lowry. And part that's partly, by the way, because we haven't seen much of him in general. But, you know, when he first came back, it just wasn't a very good showing for him. And then last week was great. And we're, we have, a course, with difficult conditions. And Shane Lowry should absolutely shine in that. The thing about Sungjae, to me, he's just so automatic. There's just nothing not to like. And obviously, um, he is. when it comes to win equity, you know, it should – well, let's talk about his price. I mean, you, you could put Sungjae and Shane Lowry's price you know, way higher, obviously, and you could put Sungjae at 11-2, at and it would be completely fair in this field. So Sungjae, I like the best, but I don't mind, mind Shane Lowry at all.
1: Let me bounce it right back to you, Sia. Obviously, Sungjae, oh, past winner here. He has another top 10 the year after his victory. He's coming in with a fourth at Farmers, a sixth in Phoenix, got off to a really great start at Riviera last week, and then kind of coughed it up on the weekend. He lost mm-hmm. uh, 3.7 strokes on Saturday, another two and a half. To the field on Sunday. Those two rounds are really his only like two bad rounds of the year. What level of concern is it that it's his most recent two?
0: Not even a little bit. Uh, because I, I just I chalk one or two rounds up to just variance and just maybe having sleeping on the wrong side of the bed. I mean, when when you flash that round by round scoring, you look at the WM Phoenix and everything was just like dark green, especially on approach. And we know he can get hot with the short game in the putter. So uh no concern whatsoever on that.
1: Okay. Uh, Greg, this 10K range is now yours. It's only two golfers. It's Sung Jay it's and it's Shane Lowry. Who would you prefer?
2: Yeah. Well, um, as Sia mentioned, Sung Jay gives you a much longer area uh, to kind of draw on, uh, much more time to say, okay, Sung Jay, we know what we're going to get with Sung Jay now I'm a little squeamish about the last two rounds last week. It's a little disappointing. The good news is most of the losses were. I know he lost some strokes approaching the green too, but you know for the week as a total, uh, in total, most of the damage was done on and around the greens. And now you're going to a completely different surface. Sungjae's best surface. Um, there are a lot of things going in his favor, and I, I love how accurate. Song Jay is off the tee. Uh, I love how accurate he is with his ball striking. So he can avoid a lot of that water. He, he's shown before he's not afraid of the shots into 15 and 17 in the bear trap. He's very aggressive and takes it on. Now, Shane Lowry, when I first saw the field before pricing was out, I was very interested because there could be a little bit of a revenge narrative here based on what happened last time. And it's a good sign that he he played really well last week uh, in all facets. So I I think Shane Lowry's game from 30,000 feet stacks up for this event really nicely. And I would really like it. It's just a question of, you know, what was last week? Is Shane Lowry back or is he still having some issues? I mean, you look at what he's done. He missed the cut at the Waste Management, 18th at the Hero World Challenge, which uh, we know how many players are in that field. Uh, I believe it was 20. 20. Um, so not a great week for him there. Yeah. Um, and the, the CJ cup in South Carolina wasn't great either. And and the stuff on the DP world tour wasn't great aside from a win kind of a while back in the fall. So there are definitely, uh, concerns with Shane Lowry, but because of the last week, I'm, I'm willing to play him too. So I, I would go with either, or, I I, I really like the nine K range. I so much. So I, I think I could, um, reason with skipping it because it's only two players right Could you fade sung jm yeah i think i think you could especially if he's really popular could you fade shane lowry even if he's not popular there's there's plenty of reason to fade him based on everything we've seen leading up to just last week which is just one week so i'm I would be comfortable starting in the nine K range. And I'd be comfortable with playing Sung JM and I'd be comfortable with playing Shane Lowry. I don't think I'm going to be playing both of them though.
1: Uh, Speaking to the revenge narrative, this is where Shane Lowry tried to summon the golf gods and said they owed him one after that uh, rainstorm on 18. I don't know if the, the BMW PGA championship win counts as being uh, as all, all square with the golf gods. What do you think? Um, Well, last year
2: was kind of a battle with the golf gods in in, in its totality. I mean, he played great at the master. He played great golf last year. It was a really impressive season. So the the BMW PGA was kind of a, a culmination of an entire year to me. And it ended... And he he won, and then there was a little bit of a letdown after that. So I I think he got something out of that. But but I I think returning here to this spot, it's something, um, it's something that he really is focused on. And and I can tell. We look at his schedule. You look at the upcoming schedule. Shane Lowry's playing here because he wants revenge. He wants that trophy. So I. I I'm partial to it. I would go. I would
1: play him. The nines. Pretty solid. Chris Kirk, 9900. Billy Horschel, 97. Alex Norin, 95. Then we've rounded out with Minwoo, Matt Kuchar, Aaron Wise, Denny McCarthy, and at a flat 9,000, Thomas Dietrich. See ya. Uh, this is, I believe, a range you described as appetizing, or was that the seven K range you described as appetizing?
0: Seven K range was very appetizing, but this, to, to Greg's okay. point, the nine K range is appetizing too, and I absolutely think you can fade the two guys at the top. I mean, we're not talking about fading John Rom and Roy McIlroy here, and I understand it's all relative to the field, but these guys in the nine K range are, you know. Pretty legit for this field. Chris Kirk is one of them. And by the way, I have three guys I'm going to just address real quick and I'll let the cat out of the bag because something is kind of interesting when it comes to Greg's comment about starting in the in the 9K range, if you were to go Chris Kirk, Matt Kucher, and Aaron Wise, it leaves you with 7,200, which is almost to the dollar the same amount as if you were stacking Sung J.M. and Shane Lowry. So okay. two different ways to build. I'm not necessarily recommending one over the other or that you do one of those, but I think it's really interesting because you'll probably, I don't know, are, are you gobbling up more win equity with, with Kirk, Kucher and Wise? Maybe not, but that's a, that's a great way to start your lineup.
1: So it's Kirk, Kucher and Wise- Or Sung Jae and Shane Lowry, Greg, what side of that would you prefer? Uh, If you put it that way, with those three,
2: I think I would be on the Sung Jae Lowry side. So
1: would I, I think.
2: Yeah, I I do think it's more win equity there. And I I think also with about 7,200 left... I think there are some flyers in the six K range that are legitimately playable. Um, although not many, but I, I do think there are some options down there. There are some guys that i like, and, and that might get you a, another solid option in the, in the eights. So I, yeah, I'd be willing to go with, um, I would prefer him Lowry in that sense. I suppose.
1: If you want to play the win equity game, uh, according to odds makers, Sung Jay and Shane Lowry around 16% win equity. The three, it was Kurt Couture wise, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, about eleven percent.
0: And and here's the thing though, is Take is I would to. imagine. Wise might be taking a hit like the largest hit there from a win equity standpoint. You you could bottle up three different 9K guys. Like I, I see in the chat somebody's talking about Min Lu, who I think is interesting. Um, but you know, Chris Kirk's the most expensive 9K guy. So you go down to Norn, whatever you want to do. The point is, is you can do three 9K guys and still be pretty comfortable. But yeah, I like Chris Kirk at 9900 You know, I don't know how much I'm going to end up playing him because I think my builds might skip over this particular price. But to to speak to the weighted T to green stuff, Rick, that you mentioned from the outset on Rick Run Good, those stats are very good. His history here is very good. His recent form is great, as we know. Matt Kuchar is one of those guys that and it's the same with Chris Kirk, where I don't really want to take these guys for the upside. But in this tournament, I want to take these guys for the upside. So it's just one of those things where in this field, I think Chris Kirk and Matt Kucher could maybe be in, you know, in the top three or the top four on on Sunday afternoon down the stretch. I, I think, uh, I, you know, we know Kucher struck it very well last week. Uh, other than round three, he was excellent. So I, I like him here. And Aaron Wise, I think, is just an interesting case study. I don't know where an Aaron, I don't know when Aaron Wise's ball striking is going to come back. We haven't seen it for a while now, but it very well could come back now. And if he finds the magic, $9,200 is an amazing price for Aaron Wise.
1: Um, one nugget that comes to mind out of those three Chris Kirk, $9,900 is the most expensive that I have on him in my database, which is about four years old, In a single, as a single individual, see it. He was part of a team at Dessert Classic in 2021 that was 10100 So we are buying high on Chris Kirk, but I, I don't think that bothers you.
0: It doesn't unless – so here's the thing. I think I, I would agree with the sentiment, the underlying sentiment there that Chris Kirk is too expensive. However, if he ends up being like relatively popular in spite of the, the, the expense there, then I of course I would be off of him because I, I just don't get it. But if people end up skipping over him because they're just like Chris Kirk, 9,900, I'd rather just play Sung Jae and then Alex Norn or Min Wu Lee or whatever it is, then I'll take Chris Kirk at low ownership. Okay.
1: Fair. Uh, Greg, how do you start to assess this $9,000 range?
2: Well, I'm very interested in Chris Kirk. Um, I give him a break at the waste management. You're talking about one event. I'm more than willing to come back to him. The ball striking was great. The putter has been absolutely cooperating, and so is the short game. Uh, And and he has a nice record here as well. I mean, this is just... You know, the, the next couple of weeks when we're here in Florida, you're going to see in the course history game a lot of variance. Uh, in general, Florida gives you some serious variance when it comes to course history. So I, I definitely look more to recent form than I do horses for courses at an event, at an event like this. Um, but I, I think Chris Kirk kind of checks both boxes where I'm comfortable with what he's done uh, here comfortable enough and I'm comfortable enough with his recent form, despite what happened at the waste management to play him. So I'm, I'm a big fan. I I do think, you know, I read that stat earlier um, about the strokes gain T to green and Min Woo Lee is the highest strokes gain weighted strokes gain T to green player in this group, but, and he's been playing great on the DP world tour. I mean, really good, but do we, do we trust the, transition in this case um i'm okay because it caught my attention and there are question marks all over this board but is this a dp world tour thing talking about a lot of desert golf very different golf than florida golf um so i'm i was definitely my attention was heightened with his tee to green stats but i'm a little worried
1: i i Personally, so here, here's we have to have the Min Woo Lee conversation. So here's Min Woo Lee. It's example four thousand and one of knowing that golf is played outside the United States and outside of the PG, uh, PGA Tour because his last PGA Tour start was the Open Championship. What I will say, Greg, is he made the cut in three out of four majors last year. You know, he, he finished yeah. 14th at the Masters, 27th at the U.S. Open, 21st at the Open Championship. And now he's on this run, which is eight consecutive top 13s. Five of them are top threes. And these, yes, they are DP World Tour events or European Tour events, but they are not – like, look at the guys who won these events, right? He finished third in Spain to John Rahm. He finished eighth to Tommy Fleetwood at the Ned Bank. He finished twelfth um, to John Rahm. He finished thirteenth to Rory McIlroy. He finished T two in Abu Dhabi to I feel like somebody else big who just won that, right? So I mean, like these are uh, these are better fields than I think most people want to give them credit for.
2: Yeah, at the top end. At the top at the, end, you know, and, and so it's uh there's a, there's also a comfort level. Um, there's a, a feeling of, of belonging, but of the course. majors, I think the most interesting part in that is what happened in the majors last year, making the cut in three out of those four, I I do think is a big deal. So I, I think um, this might be a case where you trust the numbers and you play Min Wu Lee.
1: Uh, the one I couldn't remember was the, Australian PGA Championship, Minwoo finished T4. That event was Camp Smith that won. So that was, yeah. the, that was the one I was thinking about. So uh, that's the Minwoo stuff. If you look globally, it's been great. You just got to kind of decide, Sia, uh, if you believe that he is going to be able to hop a jet, come over here and say, okay, I'm just going to keep everything rolling.
0: I like the upside for tournaments. I got to admit. So, I mean, I think I'm going to end up being in on him. I'm not going to be all in on him. I'm not, I'm probably not going to be overweight on him, which means I'm probably playing him wrong incorrectly, but I'll I'll sprinkle a little bit of Lee. It makes sense.
2: All right. I got one other guy, please. I I think that uh, Danny McCarthy deserves some serious attention. Uh, Of course, he's known for being a great putter on the PGA tour. Uh, and, and we like that. And there's great upside when you can fill it up on the greens the way he has. But um, shooting 64 at Riviera on Saturday's round, uh, finishing tied 14th there, tied fourth at the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. I mean, he's been playing some really good golf. And I get the sense that he, that Denny McCarthy is inspired right now. And he really wants a win. And I think this is a great spot for him to do it. Um, he's an accurate driver of the golf ball. He's been hitting it pretty well. not Not great, but certainly good enough for him. And and I think there's kind of a stats aside story with Denny McCarthy that's brewing. Um, and and this is a guy I, I could see a one being in this resume of recent form. You have a lot of made cuts, and he he missed the cut. He missed the cut in Phoenix, um, but again, you know, a, a designated event. It, it didn't go very well for him. I think that's something that he can shake off, and and he can show us that ability to gain 10 strokes on the greens and, and all he's got to do from there is keep it in front of him, and, and he'll contend. So I, I, I love Denny this week.
1: Uh, Denny McCarthy is coming off the T 14 at Riv T four at Pebble beach. That one miscut, the only blemish dating back to Las Vegas for Denny. We're going to continue this conversation into the eights, the sevens and the sixes, but first we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. And we're back. That $8,000 range starts with a couple of P's, Pendrith and Poston. Then we go to Adam Svensson, Johnny Vegas, Sepp Straka, Harris English, fresh off a fresh of T12 from last week. Adrian Maronk, who rallied on Friday, Christian Pazadenhout, Cameron Davis, Garrick
0: Higo. Sia, um, what in the world do we do, please? This is a range I'm going to largely boycott, I think. And, and I use the word boycott because I know there's going to be a couple of popular guys, if not a few popular guys here. I can't tell you. Uh, listen, it is Monday, six o'clock Eastern Standard Time. And I try to consume content. Of course, I, I'm reading stuff. I'm I'm looking at box scores, if you will. But then I'm also listening to whatever's out there. I have heard Adam Svensson's name at least 150,000 times. And it's only six o'clock on Monday. So I have a feeling guys like Spenson and Taylor Pendrith are going to be really popular. I'm not necessarily saying you shouldn't play them. If you think they have win equity, I think that's great. But if they become as popular as I think they're going to be, uh, it's just a pass for me because I've seen Svensson ball strike it great. And I, and like, like last week I've seen him not ball strike it great and just make everything up with the short game. Granted, he's got a good track record here, but I think I'm skipping over Pendrith and Svensson and go ahead, Rick, the Svensson thing.
1: I, I, I definitely probably skew more bearish than most. I mean, so mm. so what we saw from Shane Lauer and what we see from a lot of guys, frankly, is there's like a win. We saw it from Sepp Strzok after this event last year. There's kind of like a win and then a little bit of a hangover. And I think that's what we're kind of seeing a little bit from Svensson. And he's not hitting the ball as well. If you're just looking at results, you're like, Eyes are popping off the screen at this T9 from Riviera last week until you realize he gained 11 strokes in the short game categories. 5.6 around the green and another 5.5 with the putter. It is probably the best – it is. The best short game tournament of his career. Uh, That is unlikely to happen again. So I'm a little bit worried about this. I don't think it's horrible because – it, you play well, you gain a little bit of confidence. He's played well here in the past. If he gets back to his DNA, that's fine. But I definitely skew more bearish than most here. I think. Yeah. yeah. Enough. I'm, ha- I- I'm, happy ahead, avoid,
2: I'm, I'm happy to avoid. I'm happy to avoid Svenson as well. I mean, you you love the T nine last week, and you love the feel of Adam Svensson here at the Honda. But when I look at uh, rickrungood.com and those advanced metrics, I don't see enough to go chalk. You know, if he's if he if his ownership's going to be really high, if nobody was talking about him, I might click the button. But if that ownership's really high, I'm avoiding without question.
0: Yeah. And, and we'll see. We'll see how it, it bears out. But I, I think uh, I think he is going to be pretty high. Another guy that might get some ownership because people are finally noticing is Johnny Vegas at eighty six hundred. Um, when you do the weighted T to green stuff and if you go last twenty four rounds, Rick, on your site, it's he's number one T-degree weighted T-degree, and I should say he's got yeah, two he's top twenty-fives over his last two tournaments. And we talked about it, right, Ricky? You were the one that you know I mentioned his injury a couple of weeks ago, and 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 you uh, kind of corrected me. You were like, "Well, he had shoulder surgery and, and all that," and he has really come back from that, and he's looked really good. And oh, by the way, he's got solid history here as well. The problem with Vegas, and it's it's going to be the problem with quite a few guys that are just great ball strikers like he is. The putting hasn't been very good, as we see here. He lost seven strokes putting at the Genesis. That, that's just not great. But, again, I think he's a pretty solid upside play. The only other guy I'll mention here is Sepp Straka. Listen, I, I, don't, I didn't want to mention Sepp Straka, but I, I can't deny that he's been very good here. It's not just the win, but he's been good here overall. And the approach and the putting can get really, really hot, and that's what I'm looking for in any, in any tournament lineup. That's what I want to see.
1: I I went over here and I was looking for, <laughs> I was looking for Johnny Vegas's last couple of rounds at Riv because I think he kind of struggled a little bit. But I forgot that I had already put in this strokes gain Florida uh, thing. So uh, what have what have I got? All these Honda API players, Valspar. Am I missing a Florida event, or do I have them all? I uh, that's
2: that that's all of them.
1: Okay. Before I change this, last four years in Florida. Shane Lowry, one point seven. Harris English, Sung Jae Davis, Riley Chris Kirk. That's your top five. Uh, now I can go find uh, Johnny Vegas's last couple of rounds. But here's here's Sepp Straka, and I think we're gonna see this. Where's his win? Yeah, he he actually played a little bit better than I thought after his win last year. But these guys these guys go through some stuff, man. Golf is golf is really difficult. So Greg, what what are we what are we doing here out of the eights?
2: Seb is just. I, I mean, I guess you got to have guts to win. And that's what you need to place up. Um, so I'm probably avoiding that uh, at this case. I'm not avoiding Johnny Vegas. I, I love what I'm seeing there. Um, and I love that we're changing grass types. He's putted a lot better here than he probably has other places in his career. I mean, he's about 50-50 losing strokes, gaining strokes,
1: which is I mean, which you know, is about like 50% better than he usually does.
2: Right. So I I think he has the ability to putt really well here. In 2019, he gained six strokes on the green here. Back in 14, he gained five and a half. Uh, last year, he gained nearly two strokes putting. So he's had the ability to to roll it in Florida and he said his bad performances too, but I feel like his balls Striking is really reliable. Uh, and if you go down the T to green path, it's been three weeks in a row gaining over five strokes T to green uh, and, and five weeks in a row gaining over three, I'm sorry, four weeks in a row gaining over three. So Johnny Vegas checks the boxes for me. And I think he's my
1: favorite play um, in this range. He's played this event 10 times. He has missed the cut just once. He's got three, top 20 finishes during that stretch and as greg alludes to outside of his first start here 2011 where he lost six strokes with the putter he's been generally a positive putter uh which is not something that if, if i remove this honda classic filter that is not something you can say about his uh recent form because he's usually a big loser with the flat stick
2: right uh, but a big gainer off the tee which of course. is so important of course. and he's been hitting it really nice with his irons. So yeah, he's I hope his ownership isn't too high cuz I'm a uh, I'm yeah. definitely on the Vegas bandwagon this week.
1: Anybody else in this 8k range that we need to discuss before moving on to a tantalizing 7k range. Going once going twice okay let's do it 7k greg i'm gonna bounce it right back to you starts with ben griffin patrick although i think patrick rogers is just withdrew so forget about him and goes all the way down to aaron battley harry higgs luke donald mark hubbard maddie schwab sam stevens and a bunch okay. of guys in between where, where do we want to go yeah a uh,
2: couple of guys i'm interested in here um first and foremost i think Ben Griffin is very interesting. Um, Another guy who's been hitting the ball really, really well. Um, you've seen some pretty good tee to green stuff out of him. He missed the cut at, uh, AT&T Pebble beach pro-am, um, with some really bad driving of the golf ball, but that has not been the case for the most part. So I feel pretty optimistic, uh, when it comes to Ben Griffin, even though he hasn't played here before. Um, so I'm definitely interested in him going down a little bit. You got a couple guys that are some typical favorites for me. Hayden Buckley is another guy that I really like for this week. Missed the cut at the Genesis. um, Missed the cut at the Farmer's Insurance. But throughout all of that, he just continues to gain strokes off the tee, which I think is going to be really valuable this week. He's been a little hit or miss uh, on and around the greens, which I'm paying a little less attention to this week. Um, and he did not have a very good iron play week, um, losing five strokes lat- just last week. But I do feel like his iron play was really strong heading into that. So I'm willing to go back to Hayden Buckley um, no question about it. And then a couple of the other six, seven K uh, 7K guys. I like the, this is like the Ben ring. I mean, Ben Taylor as well. Yeah. Uh, what's Ben Taylor at? Yeah, there he is there he is okay so ben taylor again not a great week hitting the ball at the genesis but had some really good success before that just happened to lead to some miscuts. but i'm still uh generally optimistic with him and i'd be i'd be willing to play him i don't like him as much as i like ben griffin but um I, i'd be willing to go ben taylor's direction too but i had a um is Sam Ryder in the seven K with, he withdrew. Oh, he did. Okay.
1: Yeah, I know. He's been playing. Su- he's been playing such good golf. I had him. Yeah. Like, I, I had him. I wrote his name down on Saturday and was like, all right, let's can't wait to see what the number is on Sam Ryder. He withdrew. Yeah. Uh, and then I'll pull let's up the see these real quick because there, there was a couple of them this morning.
2: Oh, another guy that I've been watching closely, and I, I think is worthy of some attention is S.H. Kim. Yeah, um, he's been playing some great golf. I just look at these results. It's T twenty at the Farmers, T forty one at the AT and T Pebble Beach Pro Am, T thirty three last week at the Genesis. He's shown the ability to um, to gain some strokes in the ball striking categories, but he's just one of the most reliable putters out here. Um, and uh, again, I'm focusing on strokes, gained T to green, but with a Denny McCarthy and an S H Kim, I'm willing to play guys like that based on their abilities to, with their T to green, but really the upside is in the putting, uh,
1: per Rob Bolton, uh, Lonto out, Greg Chalmers in Patrick Rogers out Scott Brown and Curtis Thompson in in uh there's more for uh lipsky was out earlier this week i think on sunday sam Ryder out uh scott brown in ben silverman in so that's the updated list of wds as of right now i'm probably oh, i almost forgot one more guy sure
2: i hope i don't think you said his name um but my pale play of the week I actually really like this play. Um, It's Ryan Palmer.
1: Oh, Ryan Palmer.
2: Yeah, I forgot he was in the 7K range. Uh, Yeah, very interested in Ryan Palmer this week. Been hitting the ball nicely. Finishes have not been great, largely because of putting. Um, But he's got a pretty nice record here at... Uh, At the Honda, he has a T4. He's got a T2. Uh, There's some variance in there without question, but he's only missed the cut here twice. Uh, And it seems to hinge on how he puts, which I know he hasn't been putting great lately, but it hasn't been like Johnny Vegas putting lately, where it's just been all bad. There's been some good, some bad, some good, some bad. And I'm hoping that the trend continues and Ryan Palmer turns into a great play.
1: This whole thing is pale. Even his headshot is like he's just wearing like white on white on white. Like These the pale thing. play of the week. It's the pale play of the week. Okay, uh, Sia, feed me some seven K guys.
0: Everyone listening, you cannot not play the pale pay, play of the week. Not that bad. is like a, a surefire yeah. lock. So yeah, I Justin was on
2: Rose Win Fleetwood last week. Yeah, T twenty, and that's all we've done so far. <laughs>
0: Still, two for two, hundred percent, thousand percent. Okay, so I like Ben Griffin as well. I'll, I'll mention that. Looking at his weighted tee to green stuff, last twenty four rounds, uh, he's he's in inside the top fifteen there, and I, I like his finishing positions outside of Pebble. I like his finishing positions um, immediately prior to Pebble. Robbie Shelton is a guy I like at seventy eight hundred. Uh, elite approach game uh, and around the green. Uh, last twenty four rounds, he's made three cuts in a row. Uh, including a 20th at Pebble and a 6th at Amex. So we know he has the upside. Those were in better fields than this for the most part. So um, I think Robbie Shelton is, is super sneaky. He also finished 11th here in 2020 and in the 7K range. And I think this is the weighted number. He's second in approach, in weighted approach, I should say, in this entire 7K range. So that's that's pretty great. Joseph Bramlett, that's another guy I like at 7,500. Yeah, that's,
1: that's, that's the kind of the one that I was waiting for somebody to say because he's long off the tee, he's Played much better as of late. I worry about having to make putts on yeah. Bermuda, but like this is hard to argue. He hasn't missed a cut. Speaking of Bermuda, he hasn't missed a cut since the Bermuda Championship.
0: Right. And he, again, I, I'm worried about the putter, too, but I love his greens and regulations so much. I just think he's going to probably he's going to have that length. He's going to keep himself out of trouble. Weighted G.I.R. top. He's top five last 24 rounds. I, I love that. Um, Third in approach in the seven K range. Again, that's weighted approach. I think Bramlett, I, I'm willing to take chances on guys like Bramlett and maybe be Johnny Vegas in, in spite of. Of the uh, of the putting issues. I'm probably more inclined to play Bramlett than Vegas if I have to choose one of those guys. But uh, I definitely like the upside of both uh, him and Sheldon. A couple other guys just to mention Webb Simpson 7300. I am here to declare that Webb Simpson is going to have a good week. I'm not a Webb Simpson guy, and I'm not necessarily. Listen, their approach has been okay the, the last couple of tournaments. It was it, it was okay. Uh, it was really the putter that he completely lost. So now I've got the one shot. I'm here to tell the world. <laughs> world, Webb Simpson. I'm not saying he's back, but Webb Simpson is going to top twenty five this tournament, the Honda Classic. You heard it here first.
1: If you if you uh, if you declare something like that, you got to get the solo the solo shot. There we yeah. go.
2: It deserves a solo shot because it's a big take. It's a big take. He's played well here though, T five in two thousand eighteen. But boy, was he a different player back then. Yeah, he was. It's the
0: it's the putter. At least the, the last last time out. I mean, he lost over five strokes with the putter. I, I we've seen him put okay. I don't know what's going on with that.
2: In two thousand eighteen, he gained seven strokes putting and during that T five. I love Webb, but he's struggling.
1: I love web Two, And he'll, he'll tell you he's struggling, right? I mean, yes. that's, that's, that's what the stats say. That's what the results say. That's, that's what they're out there grinding with. I hope he, I hope he does, but um, I will probably not be investing one way or On I, I will just wait and see and be happy for him. If he, if he plays well,
2: <laughs> and we'll congratulate you. See ya.
1: Yes. We'll right. be happy to congratulate. And we already have, we already have the one shot for the clip. So we're, we're that's good true. to go there. No, no worries either way.
2: Is he going to be your one and done play by the way?
0: um no i'm probably gonna go uh, down to leviota play it safe okay play it nice yeah. and safe yeah
2: yeah it's five o'clock tomorrow is your deadline
0: <laughs> you can just tell
1: us know. now if you want um yeah it's gonna be leviota really are you serious seriously
0: no not seriously
1: <laughs> Don't 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 tempt me. I'll just lock you in right now.
0: <laughs> I I haven't put any thought into it, and I need to put at least history would reflect that I, I need I need to put in at least thirty seconds into thinking about my one and done. So I will do that at some point before five o'clock Eastern Standard Time. I am. I think the fans are going to pick Sung Jay. I think I've already picked Sung Jae, but I don't know. Is there a list rotating yes. around? anymore? Yeah. There's
1: a. There's a. Uh, you should bookmark it. But it, in the outline. Um, <laughs> Or maybe producer Troy can get us. He you see maybe, that,
0: everybody? You see that, everybody in the chat? All those pleading for justice for Sia, hashtag justice for Sia. I don't even get the list. I could have had a duplicate guy. Everybody else is looking at their list. Nobody you have tells access Sia to the that, list. Well, nobody told me I had access to this. This is a conspiracy, a Yeah, C-O-N-spiracy.
2: Uh, so We I, haven't had a single issue with a, a double pick. The list has nothing to do with well, this. Well,
0: we're like five weeks into the season.
2: Justice for uh, Sia has been coming around, by the way.
0: It's no, it is being
1: fabricated by one person and two bots. <laughs> the bots are on Justice Forcia? Yes.
0: Y- you all spent almost 10 minutes on the mega preview on on this subject, and it was the most glorious 10 minutes of my entire life. <laughs>
1: I tried to, I tried to get them to put it to a vote.
0: I know, I noticed that. I appreciate it.
1: Cause Kyle's big thing all week when we were in Phoenix was like, hey, they, like, you, if you get a second rule, a second opinion on a rules of fit, like you should, you should have three. Like, just the second one shouldn't decide. You should have three. That way, we have an odd number to break a tie. And I was like, yeah, okay. He was talking about the Xander drop, and so I tried to get him to just say, well, there's three of us right here, right now. We'll just put it to a vote and end it. But they didn't go for it. <laughs> I tried. Um, anybody else in the sevens before we move on to the sixes?
0: I'll mention uh, Adam Shank. Uh, I, I was on him last week in the 6K range at 7,200. Good history here. Um, pretty good history here, I should say. And he's been good lately.
1: Yeah,
0: four um, straight cuts. Two of them were top 25s uh, mm-hmm. recent form-wise. I think Mark Hubbard is interesting too. Speaking of uh, history here,
1: I, I I joked that Hubbard was going to be the favorite coming into this event, not even close. Uh, a couple of missed cuts. He had that toe surgery. Fifteenth and eleventh in twenty twenty two and twenty twenty here, six k range. Let's see. Oh boy, who's going to be the min price guy in this field? So um, sixty nine hundred. Ben Marner, Cole, Kevin Tway. Actually, I don't mind Kevin Tway. Kramer Hickok, Matt Wallace, Michael Kim. The min price golfer. Oh, boy. um, Max McGreevy. The other C.A. Young, Carson Young. Brandon Matthews, if you like, bombers. But the – look at this. There are two combined made cuts of the like 12 guys at $6,000 over their last eight starts combined. So pretty – pretty ugly stuff. Greg, do you want to start us?
2: Yes. uh, I'm so glad you came to me first because I think you're really going to like my first play in the six K range. Oh boy. Michael Kim.
1: Oh, finally.
2: Yes. (laughs) I never thought I would say it. I looked at it and I said, let's see what, maybe this is the field for Michael Kim. This has been pretty
1: good. It's 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 dangerously pale. (laughs)
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, we even have some dark green. I mean, at Pebble, he, he gained 4.82 strokes approaching the green at Pebble Beach. That's in two rounds. That is legit. And he hasn't had really any big losers uh, approaching the green. Um, he's been great with the short game and he's made half the cuts he's played here.
1: Yeah, he's been okay. This is this is this, listen the 6k's are very ugly. This is this is not as ugly as you could get.
2: No. So I'm I'm in on Michael Kim this week. Um I got two other 6k guys. One of them maybe a question mark. And I got to find him. Uh oh, he's also at 6900. This one's the question mark. Uh Eric Cole. Eh now there's been some pretty good results t15 at pebble beach uh t36 at the american express t61 in sony made a couple of cuts in the fall the driver is a little bit of an issue um he's a great iron player has a great short game um but he his his to green stuff is pretty good
1: He's the problem that with the driver is he is both inaccurate and short
2: yes Which but, is you know, like, maybe we're clubbing down a little bit he's gonna he's gonna, gonna, be, hitting, he's
1: gonna be hitting four hybrid into every green
2: while well, he's playing right into his strength oh man I get I get the concern It's a question mark but I I'm very interested because of the T to green stuff despite the big issue. Um, the rest which, of his game the, I don't rest like, of his
1: game's, it. the rest of his game's fine.
2: Yeah, it's really good. It's really good the rest of his game. Um, it has to be.
1: I was going to say he the reason he's on the PGA tour is because of the rest that, of his Exactly.
2: Good. Exactly. Yeah. All right, so both those guys at 6900. Um, I like Michael Kim more than Eric Cole, but I'm interested in Eric Cole. For this next one we got to go down. I think we're going down to 6300. Okay. Um I'm surprised this is 6,300. Although the results tell you why, <laughs> but the stats are pretty good. This is not pale. This is actually dark green. Uh, Kyle Westmoreland, ooh, 6,300. Look at
1: this that, guy. That's
2: a legit opportunity at 6,300.
1: How is he missing so many cuts? I don't get that at all. I, I don't get it either. I don't think there's just... a math issue. Like, is he writing down the wrong score? <laughs> uh, this one... I had a five. No, Kyle, you you made four. <laughs>
0: has he missed on the number every single time?
1: No. Well, be. he actually gained at Farmers and missed the cut, which is unlucky. And uh, that's a um course rotation. He lost a stroke and missed the cut at the RSM. The other th- these are two bad starts where he missed the cut, where that makes sense. But like, yeah, he he's he he could he could very easily have made like four of his last six cuts. He didn't, but the the metrics are pretty good. And he has one start here
2: uh, and he missed the cut, but he's 6,300. I I just, I was very um, attracted to that ball striking, uh, which has been very good. And 6,300, if you take a shot on the stats here um, and, and Kyle Westmoreland makes the cut, you open up everything. You open up everything. So I'm uh, not comfortable with it, but this is the 6K range. Uh, and I don't think there's really anyone you can play where you'll feel comfortable.
1: I have um, two thoughts, although I will address this because this is actually like a legitimate question. So Mike says Danny Lee is in there. Isn't he going to live? So we're in a bizarre spot right now where officially, offi- here's what is official. Danny Lee is still in the Honda Classic field, and Danny Lee has been announced as an Iron Head for Live. So <laughs> uh I imagine he's not going to be playing, but he has not withdrawn from this event.
2: Well, he hasn't played Live yet. Yeah. Right. I mean, so that's he's what not, until he's he not be suspended, suspended. Right. until he
1: hits a shot, but he's not going to show up on Thursday. Now, if he just misses his tea time on Thursday, Greg, will an alternate fill that spot?
2: Oh, for a missed tea time, no. Like, I like, mean- like,
1: if if Danny Lee, let's say, does not tee off for live until after whatever his Thursday morning tea time is going to be, right? Because they play Friday, yeah. Saturday, Sunday anyway. So he's not going to. So, so that tea time on Thursday, if Danny Lee does not remove himself from the field, it, he's just not going to show up for it.
2: He's got to withdraw. He doesn't have to. He's got to withdraw. It's the wrong thing that you you can't. Oh,
1: we're playing right and wrong?
2: Yes. Yes, (laughs) because you look, if somebody misses their tee time, you can't just throw a alternate in there. It's a missed tee time. It's a DQ. It's not a WD.
1: Right. And they won't let somebody else. I I agree. He absolutely 100 percent should WD for the good of the game and for somebody else to get that spot. There's no reason for him to take that spot in the field, but technically if he did not, what would happen? It's just, they play as a two.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's a DQ. He's disqualified. It's just a DQ. Um. So yeah, I, I hope he doesn't do that.
0: I hope he doesn't either. Uh,
1: would not be would not be very cool and a, and a perfect way to burn an extra bridge on your way out. <laughs> Seriously.
2: Yeah. I mean, he, boy, he must be upset. If he's going to do that.
1: I think I think I think we'll get a notice that he has withdrawn at some point.
2: Today, I think so, tomorrow. too. Yeah.
1: Uh, all right. CS so 6s yeah, six is I've got there's still two names out there for me, but let's see if we can find
0: them. OK, so here's a guy I talked about at Pebble and he finished 13th. It's Ben Martin at sixty nine hundred. I think he's a guy that's slightly coming on. I think he has some upside. Uh, Ryan Moore at 6,800. Speaking of Pebble, he was seventh at Pebble. I I only kind of note that because the finishing positions really haven't been there for Ryan Moore or Ben Martin, for that matter. Um, I, I just think Ryan Moore has the pedigree. And when I say pedigree, I'm kind of going back four or five years when it comes to Ryan Moore. But if I'm going to see some flashes of the old Ryan Moore, which... You know, the approach game has been really kind of rock solid. For somebody in the 6K range to gain on approach in whatever that is, eight tournaments in a row, maybe nine, uh, maybe ten if you count Mayakobo, where, where we didn't have the the measured round, but he made the cut and finished T48. Uh, I think he's an okay play. The, the putter is okay with him lately too, gaining kind of big in three out of the last five. Only one other name I'll bring up. I'm contractually obligated to bring up uh, Hank Lebiota at 6,600, of course. But the other name who was also at 6,600 is Dylan Wu who, again, he can have problems with the putter as well, but finishing positions have been pretty good. Two of the last three, 32 or better, and he was 30th here last year. I just think this is a guy, Dylan Wu, who sometimes like we won't hear from him for four or five tournaments in a row, and then all of a sudden he'll be like sixth on a Sunday morning for some strange reason. And, of course, he'll fall, but um, I like what we're seeing a little bit from Dylan Wu as of late. Uh,
1: I'll throw two more into the mix. I watched Kevin Thwe for a little bit last week, and it wasn't. That bad, honestly. And he's. We made, talked
2: about him a few weeks ago.
1: it's yeah, yeah. made, made six out of eight. I, I mentioned this earlier today on, on my YouTube channel. uh The bar is very low, but this is by far the best golf he's played in a long time. And he had the T eighteen at the Farmers. He made. He had top forties at both of the elevated events. This is going to be much weaker than that. Um, he's kind of doing it in a lot of different ways. And when I watched him for. I don't know, seven or eight holes. I thought he was pretty solid. So I think you could do worse than Kevin Tway. And the other one, uh, friend of the pod, Brent Grant, finished T20 at Pebble, T25 at Farmers. Now he is still trying to figure out how to stay on the top of the leaderboard when he gets out there, gets off to a nice start, and then kind of struggles to to put it all together. But much weaker field, has put himself in uh, a couple of uncomfortable positions uh, in his last couple of starts, he'd be somebody that I'd be interested in as well. Nice. Gentlemen, shall we suspend all logic and reason? Let's do it. And head to the Strokes Gain narrative portion of the show, which I just imagine are all car related. They better be.
0: Uh, there's a there's a few, but y- you got to understand. So I get a lot of these each week and I have to filter some out or the show would take too long. There were at least three car related ones. I think I only included one, if Ugh. memory serves.
1: All right. So Ryan Baroff. Uh, so these are players. Wow. Hold on. So are these players where the letters H O N D A are in their names. They each player has all five letters that spell out Honda in their name. Mm-hmm. Wow. wow. Okay. The, the list is Taylor Pendrith, Christian Buzayn, P- uh Patty Harrington, Chesson Hadley, Henrik Norlander, Harrison Endicott, Hank Lee Jonathan Bird, Brandon Matthews. So there are, believe it or not, nine golfers that have, that all have the letters
0: h o n d a in their names to spell out
2: that must them. have taken some time
0: yeah other than christian Bezdenhut, cuz that's kind of like a cheat code you don't even have to check it cuz all the letters <laughs> in the alphabet are in his could name
1: could have been any could have been any tournament <laughs> could have been any tournament wow all right oracle at t2 greens with a z golf cliche narrative ah uh, i see what he's done here this is pretty good. Okay. So the, these are golf cliches. Jonathan, you can't birdie them all if you don't birdie the first. Very good. Also true. Shane, lunch will taste better after that one. Lowry. They always say that,
2: don't they, Greg? They, do. they always say that. And I, whatever
0: i roll from greg i roll (laughs) okay we're gonna need that That clip (laughs) of greg eye rolling and saying whatever
1: (laughs) oh geez clip that we'll (laughs) save that for later uh jt posted a number in waiting yep trevor not afraid to go were below i like what you always say greg i've adopted he's not afraid to hold his breath
2: yep yep i like that one too much better
1: uh Taylor, no pictures on the scorecard, Pendrith. That's, that's my motto. It's like, it ain't ugly, but I'm getting it done out here. And trees are 90% Eric Cole. That's very very good. Very creative.
2: Yep. Awesome. And those are all clichés. Yeah. You could you could roll your eyes at all of them.
1: <laughs> you know what else? You know what else comes up on a Sunday afternoon? Pressure. A lot of pressure. <laughs> Uh, my favorite name ever, Thichter Hovland, uh, it has players that denote automobiles. What does denote mean in this situation?
0: Denote means like that signify automobiles that are characteristic of like names of automobiles.
1: Oh, well, I'm confused because of the second one, but okay, here we go. So, oh yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah. Price. Sorry. i now I'm all thrown off. Bryce Carnett. Instead of Bryce Garnett. Trevor Traffic Cone. That's not an automobile.
0: No. Sorry.
1: <laughs> Mark <laughs> Burning rubber. Mark Hubbard. This one's just straightforward Denny McCarthy.
0: <laughs> I love that he did that. That's the best one. I love one. that
1: so much.
0: That's the best one. It's just
1: like, yeah, Denny McCarthy, obviously.
2: That's yeah, and so the good. C is even capitalized. Yeah. It's phenomenal. It's
1: perfect. It's already set up for you entirely. Uh, Taylor Penn Drift. Have you ever been drifting, CEO? Uh,
0: Unfortunately, yes. What? <laughs> really? No, not on purpose. Oh. <laughs> No, <laughs> I thought you were like you know going
1: around the mean streets, drifting around.
0: Yeah, not me. Uh,
1: and then Sam a Rider with an I uh, as the last one. All right, that's pretty good. Not all automobiles, but creative nonetheless. Thicker. Yep. Do we have one more? Oh, we have two more. Oh boy, you got uh oh, John. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> I'll start with John here. They're uh, both John. John. Oh, John Markowski. Sorry. <laughs> Thank you. Honda Honda leaving as a sponsor for this tournament. Tough to swallow, but hoping music will see me through these dark times. No, they will not, John. They will not see me through. Tough. What song is this?
0: See ya. This is in sync. Uh, you hate me, but it ain't no lie, baby. Rye rye rye. Come on. Oh, Callum tearing up my heart when I'm with you.
1: Yeah. And I. What does that say? I. <laughs> you got to e- sing that part, Rick.
0: Eel will always love woo.
1: No, it's what? I-E-I. I-E-I. Oh, what font is this that John is using? First of all, it's very hard to read on, <laughs> on this screen. Uh, McGirt's so good. Come on, baby. Bill McGirt's so good. I never want to hear you say I want it that way. Oh, wait. These are all different songs. Yes. Oh, Sorry, John. I've butchered this. John Markowski, great job. Here's the other John. Honda with the most water balls on tour. So we're looking at Strokes Gained, Aquatic Beach Ocean, Sunk JM, Shane Low Tide, Alston Eckboat, S <laughs> S Kimboarding, Justin <laughs> Surf, Danny Mullet, Cameron Perchy.
0: Hey, Pretty good. There's another one. Real quick there was one more on the boy band one, but it's kind of blacked out John we got we gotta do better than this. actually I was supposed to uh, submit a, a modified one but it says this is a shout out to boys to men although we've come to the end of Eck wrote still I can't let go. Oh, end of the road All right hold on there was another one. I gotta find this now. <sighs> we didn't do the one that I
1: liked the most I think because I was clicking through the results here. Let me see if I can find it real quick and then we'll get out of here. Maybe I can not. Oh, I don't know. I can't find it anymore. But if I do, I'll I'll retweet it. I thought there I thought there was no oh here it is. Okay. This is from Ryan the Fantasy Bunker. This is back to back auto sponsors. Ryan Paul Mercedes Benz. Which I thought was pretty good. Adam Svensonda. Svensa Honda. Hyundai on Den Nissan McCarthy, Trev Fird below Ford, and Ryan B. Brem W. Wow. I
2: thought that was pretty good. Very good. Everybody's so creative.
0: We even had a guy, uh, Brent Harris had one in here, um, which I, we just didn't have time to add, but he had like Photoshopped a bunch of stuff that we could have put on the screen. Um, a lot of submissions today. Anything else?
1: Anything else at all before we get out of here?
2: I don't think so. I'm fired up to make some lineups. Um, you guys helped. There's a couple other guys. He made some of my decisions a little more difficult, but I'm I'm
0: looking forward to it. I already sent you guys the optimal lineup this week. I texted it to you. Oh, right. So I don't
2: know you made the decision easier.
1: Sia thinks he's a man of the people. I can assure you that is debatable, but see the people now they're, now they're turning on you and they are asking if you'd like to give your one and done pick live right now, just to ensure this is David's words, not mine quote. There are just to ensure, Oh, there are more hijinks. I would think there are no more hijinks. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I I would think so too. I read it that way. So did I. Hmm. (laughs) Maybe
2: there's something to that.
0: What do you think, Sia? Do you want to lock in a pick right now? Well, I, so first of all, I can't remember if I used Sungjae. I think I did. You have If not. I didn't... You have not. Oh, uh, you, you know that you've looked at the list?
1: Troy Troy sent us a chat. Troy, Troy can you drop us the... Uh, in the private chat,
0: drop us the link to the... To the this will be box. interesting if I choose Sungjae because then the fans are not going to choose Sungjae because they know I'm a huge jinx. So this actually might work to everybody's favor. All right. I, he, here is who you have selected. You have gone with
1: Xander, Corey Connors, Tom Hoagie, Jason Day, Seamus Power. Omission: Tony Finau.
0: Oh, you spelled uh, John Rom wrong, by the way. <laughs> um, all right, you pronounced it wrong. Um, I will go with. I'll just go with the guy that t- everybody's going to take. Jay right? Um, let's see. I will. I love go that we're with... just putting his feet to the fire here and making him back uh, right yeah. now. <laughs> all right, here's what we're gonna do. <laughs> we are gonna go with chalk. I'm going Sung in. There you the go. Pick is Fans, in. fans, you cannot select Sung J.M. If you do, I promise you he's missing the cut. He's missing the cut anyway.
1: <laughs> Lock it in. Lock it in. It's all right. See, Troy already put it in the sheet. It's in. So I don't
0: have to, I don't have to submit anything.
1: Don't submit anything. It's in. Let's it's go.
0: Official. I'm, Live on we're, air. We're doing this next week too. Sung J.M.
1: Okay. is it. All right. I love it. Um, Greg, do you want to submit yours? No. <laughs> I was going to try to get everybody else to submit theirs, so that I was going to be like, all right, well, goodbye, everybody. <laughs> I'm not giving mine up. <laughs> all right, cool. Uh, Mega preview pod. Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time. We're going to do a Sunday show this week, then back to round by round recaps for next week and the foreseeable future. Big thanks to producer Troy doing all the hard work behind the scenes. CNH Ajad, available on Twitter at CNH Ajad. Greg Ducharme at The Real GFD. And you can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been The First Cut. We'll catch you next time.